Welcome to The Nerd Degree. I am your host, Brennan Bennett, and tonight's episode is all about cats. Cats. It's what the internet is made of. Or well, that in porn. Um, which is a dangerous Venn diagram to cross. Uh, uh, tonight, our teams of nerds will risk their collective 36 lives as I test their memories. Memories. All alone in the moonlight. <laughs> Uh, until one team disappears, leaving nothing behind but the grins they've brought to your faces. So uh, we have two teams. Uh, could you introduce yourselves, starting uh, with Henry? Uh, my name is Henry. I'm a radiographer and an improviser. Do you have a cat, Henry? Uh, I, I did have a cat. Um, oh Thank you, everyone. Um, her name was Rosie, and she was an Abyssinian Siamese cross. So she's a very beautiful cat. Very beautiful. Inside and out. No, she's a bitch on the inside, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Karen Healy. I am an author and a teacher. And I am horrifyingly allergic to cats. To the point where I could enumerate the times that cats have made me cough so hard that I've thrown up. But that's disgusting. Um, However, I have an iPhone which is a little bit like a cat. Because it's warm, it sometimes jumps on my face, and it wakes me up at ungodly hours by making loud noises. <laughs> All right, together you have formed a team. What is your team called? Ah, <coughs> hooked on a feline. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hooked on a feline. <laughs> and opposing them tonight, we have. Uh, I'm Ben Allen. I'm a habitual clothes wearer, and uh, <laughs> I, I have a cat. Our cat, our cat is called Lulu. I actually got her for my partner Karen um, for a birthday present, and I went to the pet store, and she was separated out from all the other cats. And they said, "We'll give you a ten dollars discount if you take this cat specifically." Um, and I did. I went with the cheap cat. But we, we, she's a little. She doesn't play well with the other cats. She's a bit neurotic, but we love her. She's a good cat. Oh. Yeah. Hi, my name's Andrew, I'm an animator, and I'm owned by a cat called Io that I imported from Canada, and uh, yeah, that's about all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and uh, you're forming a team? Yeah, we don't have a song though, I'm afraid. Um, okay. Yeah, but our team is called Kitty Pride. Ladies and gentlemen, Kitty Pride! <laughs> uh, we are also joined by our scorekeeper, Andrew Todd, in the sound box. Andrew, how's it going? It's going great, Brendan. That's good. Now, for, for the listeners at home, yeah. uh, Andrew is wearing a cat uh, mask on his head. I, I just want to say, Brendan, that so I'm in a soundproof room right now, so I have to wear headphones in order to hear what's going on in there. And uh, I'm also wearing this giant, basically, cat helmet. And it's very difficult to wear both headphones and a cat helmet at the same time. <laughs> Uh, so I can barely hear you, but it'll okay. be fine. Okay, well, if, you, if I need to get you on point, I do have this laser pointer. <laughs> <laughs> um, you took it away. <laughs> Bastard. Maybe, maybe later, maybe later. Mm. Um, so uh, I, think it, I think it's time for us to get started. So, teams, could you roll for initiative? Here we go. Yes. Three. <laughs> Slightly more, yes. Twelve. Hooked on a feline, you are going to go first, and this is the nerd quotient round where I have various questions about cats. 
obviously. Uh, my first question for you is what would it mean in ancient Egypt if an ancient Egyptian shaved their eyebrows? They had crabs. <laughs> crabs? In their eyebrows. It can happen. Can it? Yes. It's <laughs> horrifying. I mean... I don't want to ask what scenario is going to lead to this. Um, that is not the correct answer. I'm going to go over to Kitty Pride. I'm thinking it's like when they're like a group of young Egyptian university students get together and just have a really big night like down at the pyramid, and then they kind of yeah they just shave each other's eyebrows off on a dead. Like one of their friends falls asleep, and they probably also draw penises. On his face. In hieroglyphic form, obviously. So they, like, they yeah. tap it in. Yeah, they, yeah, that's right. Like chisel a penis into his face. And then, <laughs> and then obviously they shave off his eyebrows. And uh, Also not correct. I'll, oh. I'll remind you that the theme of the show is cats. <laughs> um, would they perhaps be entering the worship of the goddess Bastet? Uh, so, mm, no. Oh. I mean, although Egyptians were known for it. If a, the family members of a cat, uh, the, if the cat died, the family members would shave their eyebrows... Uh, and they would mourn until their eyebrows grew back. That's cute, isn't it? Did that arise maybe out of maybe injured cats that had lost some of their fur and they would donate their eyebrows? <laughs> like if there was a oh, like the way people like, shave their heads for uh, like to support cancer and yeah, that kind that's of right. thing. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, speaking of Egyptians, who famously quite fond of cats, how did the love of cats lose the Egyptians a battle? Because oh, I have this one. Oh, yeah, um, Andrew. Supposedly. Persians were attacking in like sometime BC, and they had this idea that since the Egyptians regarded cats as you know religious symbols, they should carry cats into battle, and they wouldn't get shot at with arrows. That is that's right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, and it worked. Yeah. So what? What yeah, the? But, but whether it actually happened or not is sort of disputed. But yeah, it, it's probably a, it's a good story. But it's a good story. Yeah. The, so the Persians uh, captured a bunch of cats and released them on the battlefield. And rather than risk harming the cats, the Egyptians surrendered. <laughs> so the story goes. Uh, okay. This next question is for Kitty Pride. So the ancient Egyptians were known for worshipping cats, but which country would be the modern inheritor of that title? All nations of the internet, uh, basically. Worshipping cats. Yeah. Which country could you make the case? In an actual religious capacity or more of a default uh, religious-like fervour for cats? I'm asking the questions here, Ben. Hooked on a feline. Do you have an answer? Uh, Russia? Russia. Yeah, why not? It's cold. Cats. <laughs> uh, no, New Zealand. Oh. New Zealand has the uh, highest number of uh, domestic cats per head of population uh, for anywhere in the world. Uh, I bet that makes Gareth Morgan real. <laughs> it gives them reason to get up in the morning. Um, so uh, as of 2011, there are 1.4 million domestic cats in New Zealand. So almost half of all households own at least one Cat. How do they keep them still enough, long enough to count them? <laughs> yeah, well... No, they, they, the little cats fill out the census, exactly. They get yes. the little paw print and they rub it on the census form. Yes, but of course, as Gareth Morgan would point out, those domestic cats kill at least 18 million animals a year, including 1.12 million native birds. So and four babies. <laughs> no, can't make it up. Well, <laughs> okay, so we're, we're, it's time to look at the dark side of cats. Uh, <laughs> we all, or most of us, love cats, but why would you not want to be visited by Oscar the cat? This is a picture of Oscar here. 
Oh, is it that retirement home cat that has successfully predicted the incoming death of its um, oh, patients? That is absolutely correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, very nicely done. Yeah, Oscar the hospice cat is, <laughs> is known for um, curling up on the end of the bed of uh, people who will die within the next couple of hours. To date, he has been right 25 times. Mm. Out of... Well, he's, he's, he's known to be quite standoffish at other times. Right. And so the only time that he will sleep on someone's bed is when they're about to die. I mean, I guess they're like a, he's like a drug-sniffing dog, but just with like, much worse consequences. Yeah. <laughs> but also, is he just like waiting until dinner? <laughs> because if we're going to talk about the dark side of cats... Or is it... You say he sits on the bed. I mean, my cat would almost sense when I had to go to the toilet and then sit on me. I mean, I mean that's it. I can't get up. Maybe he, is this maybe again the cat smelling something? And I don't know. Maybe the cat sits on them for so long that they don't get up. Have you ever really just sneaks up on them with a pillow and smells? <laughs> <laughs> Burnishing his reputation. <laughs> well, it's, th- it's thought that people who are, who are about to die give off some kind of uh, chemical that he's uh, responding to. Uh, how did cats uh, revenge kill half of Europe? I know this one. Yes, Karen. This is a Black Death question. Um, so um, when the the plague starts hitting, um, people start killing witches and people they think are witches and their cats. But of course, what's actually happening is the plague is being carried on fleas that are on rats, and so the cats are not eating the rats, and that's how you revenge kill people: is you just die and then you let the plague get them. Yeah, that's absolutely right. <laughs> yes, yep. Um, so because cats are associated with witchcraft, when the plague broke out, people thought, "Ah, oh, it must be these cats." with their devilish ways, and so they killed all the cats, thus uh, letting the rats run free. That's not very direct from the cats, though, is it? That's <laughs> classically passive-aggressive cat <laughs> revenge of, like, just not doing your job properly. I'll, just, I'll just lie here, yeah, yeah. in this case dead, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and let someone else do the job. Yeah. Okay, speaking of cats killing people... <laughs> As we apparently are now. In modern times, how are cats killing an estimated uh, several hundred thousand people a year? Karen, yes, you're all about the cat murder, aren't you? Yes, that's my specialty uh, and my uh. deepest fear. Um, is that the, the uh, tox, toxoplasmosis, the parasite thing? Toxoplasmosis. Yes. Yes. Can you tell me anything more about it? Um, well, when rats have it, they, they um, so it's like a, an adaptive parasite that when rats get it, they sit there happily and then a cat eats them and then the parasite like grows to adulthood or something and the cat's stuck and then emerges to continue the beautiful life cycle. Um, but I think it's bad for humans if they get it, like it's bad brain stuff. Pregnant ladies, keep, keep cats away from pregnant. And never feed a cat soft cheese. <laughs> never feed a cat soft cheese after midnight. That's right. <laughs> and never Why get it wet. Cats away from Why soft cheese, and sushi. Why can't and you feed a cat soft cheese? No, it's all bring. It's all bring it, ladies. Oh. Henry, you'll, you'll you'll find out when you're older. <laughs> Toxoplasmosis. Yeah, it's this parasite that controls the the mind of rodents to make them uh, less fearful of cats, um, so that cats are more likely to eat them because this uh, this parasite wants to get inside cats, but. Since we hang around with cats so much, uh, one-third of the human population of the world has toxoplasmosis. And while it doesn't make us uh, attracted to cats in the same way, um, it does seem to um, inhibit uh, some people's judgment 
and it's thought that a lot of car accidents are connected with uh, toxoplasmosis and that it impairs people's judgment. There you go. Wow. <laughs> okay, one more question He's about... still angry about the, the Black Death cat killings. Yeah, yeah, oh. their revenge goes on. Okay, but making it up to us, which cat can provide you with a humidifier, a microscope, a craft knife, a toilet roll dispenser, and a crisp Chardonnay? A Swiss Army cat. <laughs> <laughs> Are they all like Hello Kitty kind of, um, I don't know, franchise opportunities? <laughs> a, bit like, a bit like when Star Wars came out, they had like Star Wars oranges. But they were just oranges yeah, were in a Star oranges. Wars pack. <laughs> yeah. what, what were you expecting? Yeah. Like, like, I mean, a tiny Death Star. They, they, they were like, it's BB-8, get it? And it was like, no, no, it's an orange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so these, are all, these were all things that you can buy as uh, Hello Kitty branded products. So I'm going to read you a list of uh, products. I want you to tell me which of the following cannot be purchased with Hello Kitty branding. Nipple pasties. A crucifix, a butt plug, <laughs> condoms, maple syrup, a quesadilla maker, <laughs> motor oil, a taser. <laughs> Which, Karen? Um, irony indicates that maple syrup has to be one of the ones that you can't get with Hello Kitty branding. You can get Hello Kitty <laughs> maple syrup. Is there a Hello Kitty crucifix? Yes, like- it's kind of jewel encrusted. <laughs> Is that a trick question? And they're all Hello Kitty products? Henry, you are correct. (laughs) (laughs) Motor oil. Motor oil. Yes. A butt plug. (laughs) (laughs) They can't be official Sanrio branding. Well, you might be right about that, but you can certainly buy it. Um, So here's the reason why that was a trick question. I didn't want it to be a trick question, but every time I looked something up, just... (laughs) But to add to my list as the fake one, it turned out it was real. <laughs> I, Here's, um, I, I learned something about Hello Kitty yeah. the other day. Is that it's actually not a cat. It's a it's a girl. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a personification of a cat yeah. rather than a cat, according to Sanrio. That's right. Yes. Yeah, destroyed me. <laughs> um, speaking of destroyed me, so here's a list of things that I looked up assuming that they wouldn't be Hello Kitty branded, <laughs> but then it turned out that, that, that you could buy a Hello Kitty version of these. Nunchucks. <laughs> a bicycle pump. A breathalyzer. A salad spinner. You see, I was getting desperate now. A chastity belt. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of the Nerd Quotient round. Uh, Andrew, could you give us an update on the scores? Yes, uh, Kitty Pride uh, is um, bring, uh, bringing up the rear with uh, five points, and Hooked on a Feline is racing through the cat door with 13 points. Ladies and gentlemen, Hooked on a Feline. All right, it is now time for the homework round. I assigned uh, all of the panellists... A bit of homework. In this case, uh, they had to answer the question, what if a cat? So um, they could apply this however they wished. Henry, I would like you to start uh, with your scenario around what if a cat. Um, well, you've actually already alluded to it tonight, Brendan. Um, so I was thinking about uh, laser tag, and I thought, wouldn't it be cool if it was adapted slightly? That instead of wearing vests that went boo whenever you were shot, what if you shine lasers at people and you got points when all the cats in the room attacked them? 
Um, so that's kind of my, I don't know, why, why, can't, why can't we do that? You know, you've got cat cafes. Yeah. Why can't you do cat laser, laser tag? Yeah, I, I have to say that my wife plays that game all the time. <laughs> Um, thank you, thank you, Henry. And uh, we'll go over to Andrew. Yep. Andrew, I ask you the same question. What if a cat? Okay. Uh, well, what if Neil Armstrong were a cat? I can't <coughs> imagine why he wasn't, wasn't a cat, and because we all love listicles, here's five reasonable reasons why. <laughs> One, winning the space race in style. The Soviet's first cosmonaut in orbit was a dog, so logical response from the US would be to make the first footprints on the moon be made by a cat. Number two is the cute factor. Now, I'm not saying that human Neil Armstrong isn't cute. Like, we've all seen the astronauts, you know, new on the moon, falling over in their suits. It's, it's pretty endearing, but <laughs> imagine a cat doing that in a little cat space suit, <laughs> trying to stand up on its legs in low gravity and just falling back down again. It's, it's adorable. Number three, better application of technology. The first astronauts on the moon left a cat's eye reflector so that they could measure the distance from the moon to the Earth within fractions of a millimetre using a laser. But that's pretty cool, but an even cooler use of a laser pointer that can reach the moon <laughs> when there's a cat on it. Make the cat chase it all over the moon. That's what lasers are for. And for ongoing space flights. It's a sad fact, but we don't go to the moon anymore. Mm. If, if the first Earthling to set foot on the moon had been a cat, we could still have regular transport between the Earth and the moon to this day because you can't just let a cat go out to the moon and then bring it back without letting it go out to the moon again and bringing it back and <laughs> so on and so forth. And cat kind would enforce us to maintain this routine until today. And five, last but not least, suppose the moon landings were a hoax filled on a, filmed on a soundstage beneath Area 51 or whatever. Even the most tinfoil hat-wearing of conspiracy theorists would agree that Faking a flawless cat video is more difficult than actually sending a cat to the moon, <laughs> which would be proof enough that it wasn't faked. If Neil Armstrong were a cat and the moon landings were faked, we'd know, because I can guarantee you that if a film that important and expensive had a real, actual cat in it, it would have been a disaster. <laughs> There'd be a cat walking past in the background with no spacesuit on. There'd be claw marks on the scenery, you know, the space, the stars and everything. There'd be hairballs in the crater, unexplained bits of fur wafting past on air currents. With one small step for a cat, one giant lighting rig would just collapse and set the whole place on fire. <laughs> but Neil Armstrong wasn't a cat, though we may have a second chance. So, NASA, if you're listening to this podcast... And I believe they do. Yeah, you, you guys still want to go to Mars, right? You've sent plenty of rovers. This time it's time to send a kitty. <laughs> All right, very nice. As um, long as curiosity doesn't kill the cat. <laughs> 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 Follow-up question, does anyone know, uh, has a cat ever been sent to space? Oh. Well, I know that during the war they did anti-grav testing with cats. They would, you know, the, yes. the pendulum plane when you're, in, you're suspended in zero Gs for a few minutes. Yeah, they the would release cats yeah. and try and figure out how they... Was that just to find out whether they went on their feet in yeah, zero yeah, G? Yeah, it was. It was how, how they would gyroscopically kind of, you know, flip their tails around. Um, does, it, does that count? Um, I don't know. I just I just happen to know that um, the first cat ever launched into space was by the French, uh, uh, whatever they're European called. Uh, Surma <laughs> is the is the abbreviation, uh, and the cat was named Felicite. Aww, Kathy the cat. Well, on the other hand, Felicite had electrodes implanted into her brain uh, <laughs> to re- record her neural imp- impulses. Well, she what she was um, recovered alive uh, as she descended by parachute. So, um... <laughs> Hang in there! <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, I'm going to have to give uh, points to Andrew for that one, but a uh, bonus, uh, bonus point to Henry for capping it off. Andrew, what's an update on the scores? Uh, an update on the scores is that Kitty Pride are still in the rear with uh, 10 points, um, hooked on a feline now on 14. The gap is closing. All right, give them a round of applause. Our next round is called Cat Person or Dog Person. In this... Uh, <laughs> There's so much owing in this episode. <laughs> For the people at home, people are just looking at me. <laughs> now, uh, so in this, I am going to name a famous person, and you will tell me whether they are a cat person or a dog person. Okay? And I'm not talking in like some kind of conspiracy theory unmasking whether they like cats or like dogs. <laughs> um, so let's start with Sir Isaac Newton. Andrew. You have to be a cat person. He was a cat person. And in fact, he invented something. Oh, the cat flap. You're right. <laughs> yes. Um, Sir Isaac Newton invented the swinging cat door. And uh, legend has it that he drilled uh, holes in his wall for his cat, uh, or his, in his door, rather, a large one for his uh, adult cat and a small one for his kittens, not realising that the kittens could just walk through the larger one. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Robert Pattinson, uh, star of uh, Twilight. I feel like he'd be a cat person, just because vampires and cats. Well, he can't be a dog person, right, because the werewolves have their multiple things. <laughs> Uh, well, he says, uh, and I quote, the only emotional connection of relevance is with my dog. So he's a dog person. Wow, really yeah. leaning into the whole... That's some really good acting he's yeah. doing in the Twilight series. <laughs> yeah, we've underrated him all this yeah. time. <laughs> Ernest Hemingway. I want to say dogs because he was like manly, manly man, but maybe cats because he was like manly, manly man. So are you saying both? Is that... What do you think, Henry? You think he's just a person? <laughs> no, I'm going to say cats. Wasn't he? Didn't he have like a bunch of polydactyl cats? Was that him? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, six-toed cats, polydactyl cats, uh, are sometimes called Hemingway cats yeah, yeah. because he had a he had a pet polydactyl cat, which then had a lot more kittens. Elton John, crocodile man. <laughs> Henry, that wasn't one of the options. Rocket man. <laughs> Kitty Pride, any? Uh, I'm going to say cat person. Uh, so his dog Arthur uh, was the best man at his wedding. Oh. <laughs> but that might have been a token position. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, his wedding to a cat. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, Muhammad, is in the founder of the Muslim oh, faith. Oh, he hated dogs, so he must have been a cat person. Uh, yeah, he was a he was a cat person. It's said that he once cut off a sleeve in order to not disturb his sleeping cat. See, that's hardcore. You should yeah. cut off the end of the blanket. I got you should yeah. cut off the lower part of your body. <laughs> uh, Drew Barrymore. More of a cocaine person. <laughs> Back in the day, man. Come on. Hmm. Was that the name of her cat? Cocaine. It's 50-50, It's guys. one of the two, is what I reckon. Um, cat person. There'd be a lot of dog people. She was a dog person. Oh, God um, damn it. She, she credits her dog with saving her life when uh, her house was burning down. And it barked to, to warn her, and so she has bequeathed it uh, her house. Wait, wait, wait. The so one that burned down? <laughs> the renovated house. Right, okay. Yes. So Drew Barrymore is anticipating that she will die before her yeah. dog? Apparently so. Huh, okay. uh, George Washington. His wife had a cat, 
which apocryphally she named after Alexander Hamilton. So I'm going to say cat person. Oh, that's a great reference to Hamilton the musical. Uh, he was a dog person. He had ten dogs. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine the Great. She has cat in her name. She must be a cat person. I thought she was a horse person. That, that is, <laughs> that's some solid logic, Ben. You're right. Yes. Um, <laughs> She officially promoted the cats who uh, lived in the basement of her palace to guard status, complete with salaries and additional food rations. Later she was murdered in her own bed. (laughs) (laughs) Abraham Lincoln. Just go for it. Cat. Cats. Uh, His his wife, Mary Todd, said cats were her husband's only hobby. He probably had one under that hat. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Toxmoplasmosis, and it was secretly controlling him throughout the Gettysburg Address. And John Wilkesbooth was just trying to perform emergency surgery. Uh, Mark Twain. He famously likes one of those. (laughs) (laughs) You are absolutely right. He had 19 cats. Uh, Cat person. (laughs) He said, if man could be crossed with the cat... It would improve man, but it would deteriorate the cat. When he was away from home, he would rent cats from people. (laughs) Okay, this is taking it a step. That's a great business. Um, Yep. uh, Some of his cats' names are Polinaris, Beelzebub, Blatherskite, Buffalo Bill, Satan, (laughs) Sin, Salmash, Tammany, Zoroastra, Soapy Cell, Pestilence, and Bambino. Hey, Pestilence. Come on, Pestilence. One of the the four cats of the apocalypse. (laughs) Bambino. Uh, All right, that brings us to the end of the cat person or dog person round. Andrew, what are the scores? The scores are Kitty Pride has uh, shot ahead with 15, but uh, Hooked on a Feline is still hanging in there with 16. Putting them in the lead, still. All right, let's see if uh, we can claw things back for Kitty Pride uh, with the second part of the homework round. So, uh, once again, uh, I ask you, what if a cat? Karen. Mm -hmm. Europe. Summer. 1812. The Grand Army, 680,000 men strong under the command of tactical mastermind Napoleon Bonaparte, invades Russia. They expect to triumph. But the Russians retreat and retreat, burning their own cities and fields. The French pursue. At every step, they are harried by groups of ranging Cossacks. They starve, and winter is coming. In December, the last French troops leave Russia. Only 27,000 soldiers are fit for duty. With the Grand Army gone, so is Napoleon's hope of Europe united, and it's the beginning of the end. But what if Napoleon were a cat? (laughs) A cat Napoleon, or Napoleon, (laughs) would not invade Russia, on the firm and reasonable grounds that there would be nothing to eat and it's covered in snow. He would instead consolidate power in Western and Central Europe, In between knocking things off shelves and finding sunny bits of dirt, Napoleon would subjugate Spain, Portugal and Great Britain, the former for their many fish-based dishes and the latter for its coal mines, which provide the emperor's evening fires. East of Warsaw is Russia, but west of Warsaw is everything else and entirely the emperor's. 
when Napoleon dies at the ripe old age of 14. The empire's top men and women, Napoleon being admirably gender blind when it comes to tummy scratches, agree that to protect his legacy, the French army will maintain but never expand its borders. Formerly British settlers, now living in a land comprised of three large islands, ask for crown backing for a treaty between themselves and the indigenous people. But the empire does not oblige. And the history of Aotearoa changes fundamentally and completely if Napoleon were a cat. Ben. Yeah, well, I was thinking about famous animals um, and uh, summing animals in for animals. And I was thinking about the Lassie films. Right, Lassie was a dog. Little Timmy would always get out in trouble and, like, Lassie would just run home and go, row, 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 row. and the, the, the farmers would instinctively go, oh, my God, Lassie, Timmy's stuck down the wheel because somehow they spoke dog or something. I don't know what it was. But I was wondering what the Lassie films would be like if Lassie had been a cat. Instead of a dog. So I have to present this scenario to you now. I'm mm-hmm. just going to play it out. You're going to have to imagine. Timmy is out uh, walking with Lassie, who's not paying much attention, but, you know, he just happens to be in the area. <laughs> Timmy falls down the well and says, Timmy, Lassie, Lassie, I've fallen down the well. Rush home. Rush home and get help. So, so Lassie makes her way back to the farmhouse, runs into the farm door. The farmers are there. They've got no idea Timmy's down the well. And Lassie runs up to them and starts going, and the farmer said, what is it, Lassie? What is it? Meow, meow, meow. What? Little Timmy's stuck down the well. Meow, meow, meow. meow. Oh, there's, what? there's some cat food stuck in a can. <laughs> Here you go, Lassie. Anything else? <laughs> and then four weeks later, <laughs> when the rains come... <laughs> So I'm glad that Lassie was a dog, I think, ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. Uh, so weighing up these two, obviously very convincing uh, arguments on both sides. Um, but I think I'm going to have to give, give it to Ben for that really uh, just powerful portrayal of uh, uh, Lassie the cat. So, Andrew, what does it do to the scores? Well, Hooked on a Feline score is unchanged on 16, but Kitty Pride have surged ahead with a massive 20 points. Massive, at least compared to Hooked on a Feline. (laughs) All right, give them a round of applause. All right, uh, our next round is... uh, I don't know if I've got a picture for this. What what have I got? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, So this is... uh, We're going to play a round of Bad for Your Elf, and uh, this is going to be a famous cat's round. So let's see. um, Hooked on a Feline... I'm going to give you uh, this list of famous cats from the Wikipedia list of famous cats. Uh, And you will either read out one of those famous cats or make up a fake famous cat. Kitty Pride, you will then have to guess whether it is real or fake. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Hank the Cat, uh, a mancoon that ran for Senate in the state of Virginia in 2012, uh, it finished in third place behind winner uh, Democrat Tim Kaine. Or Wilberforce, chief mouser to the cabinet office under four British prime ministers. And uh, one I mentioned before, Felicite, the first cat ever launched into space. 
So that's the kind of thing that you'll be uh, looking for. Uh, so hooked on a feline, take it away. You don't need to ring the bell. <laughs> so Coco the gorilla had a cat, um, and her first one was called All Ball, and she named it herself with sign language uh, because it didn't have a tail. Real or fake? That would have been a pretty good fake. It sounds, it sounds real. It sounds real. It sounds real. We think it's real. Yeah, signing gorilla with a cat sounds real. Yeah. It is It is real. Okay, next one, Henry. Um, uh, Bart, the zombie cat, uh, <laughs> who couldn't die. It was uh, uh, like, you'd think it would die, like it was hit by a car, and then it didn't die, and then other things happened, and it still didn't die. Is it? Is it dead now? <laughs> Presumably. Okay. <laughs> Zombie, so a cat, an extremely hard to kill cat. Cats yeah, are cat literally with nine lives. I don't think it's a real thing. Okay. But the zombie cat. <laughs> no. No. Okay. No. Yeah, it's real. Uh, so this cat was run over and then buried alive, but it clawed its way out of its grave. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> what a great ending to a horror movie. Like the, the camera pans over the grave and the paw shoots out. All right, next cat. Um... Stubbs is a cat who was elected mayor of a town in Alaska. Yeah, I think I've heard of that cat actually. I think it's real. Stubbs the Alaskan mayor cat. Unless, unless it was a mayor cat. cat. <laughs> 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 yes, uh, a cat was elected mayor of a town in Alaska. Yes, that's true. Um, this is Bob the cat, uh, who is the NASA Tea Room cat who is a part of a project to, for scientists not to get stressed. They pet the cat during their breaks. <laughs> I don't know. As long as it's not that death cat that's stuck in there to NASA and just hangs around the astronauts. I don't, when I don't like, know if a cat would last long in NASA. It would pretty soon end up in space somehow. Because <laughs> that's what they're at, like at NASA. Like, what can we fire into space next? <laughs> this thing, this cat. Yeah, they'd launch yeah. the rocket and then someone would be like, hey, has anyone seen the cat? <laughs> anyone seen Bob? <laughs> so what are we saying? Fake. fake. Oh, it is fake. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, as much as we want it to be real. <laughs> NASA, uh, if you're listening, make it real. <laughs> yeah, they should. They should have cat therapy. Uh, except probably NASA also has people who cough so hard that they throw up. Cats are... Anyway, um, uh, Fred, the undercover kitty, uh, is a cat that works for the NYPD. Bring it in crime. Unlike some kind of drugs bust? Why was he under- you don't get to ask follow-up questions, man. I have man. a lot of questions. I immediately have a lot of questions. First of all, what is he undercover as? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, is he pretending to be a ferret or something? Or is he like, what, like, what, how does this work? Is he, is he, is he infiltrate like a medium, like, as a low-level pusher named Nico or something like that? But he's actually a cat? He's like, infiltrating cat games. <laughs> Were they like running catnip or something? Yeah. So, what's this is the fake. This is fake. fake. You can't have an undercover cat. <laughs> it's real. What? <laughs> it reminds me, um, it actually reminds me of the story about the CIA that spent millions oh, yeah. training that cat to, that they cut, covered it in cameras and it would go and spy. And then after all this time and money, they let it out the door, boom, hit by car. <laughs> <laughs> Done. End of that. Yeah, there was the oh. Russian embassy next door, right? Yeah, I think that's right. right. Yeah, yeah I, I think that was the goal. Um, okay, let's have uh, two more. This is uh, Zoe the cat, uh, who's got a PhD, um, who's an accredited <laughs> psychotherapist. 
Yeah, anyone can get a PhD these days with the internet, especially if you're a cat. There are some bad universities handing out PhDs to cats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's right, and that's the real reason, yeah. Let's have one more. Uh, Okay, so Leona, who is the mascot of the um, New York City Public Library and appears somewhere in every uh, promotional um, brochure. I don't know what they're doing in New York City with cats now after that whole NYPD <laughs> cat thing. I don't know. Maybe the cat from the NYPD was undercover as the library cat. There's <laughs> crime in the library. I don't know. Um, that could be real. That could be real. But maybe it's just Karen just fixing on NYPD again. New York again. Yeah. If I was going to make up a fake cat, it would be a library Okay, cat. it's a fake cat. Yeah. Bastard. It is a, it is a fake cat. <laughs> Leone! <laughs> Um, all right, that brings us to the end of the Famous Cats round. Before we go into our final round, Andrew, where do the scores sit? Well, Brendan, Hooked on a Feline are on 18 points, or two cats. And Kitty Pride are on 25 points. Oh, Kitty Pride running away with it. Okay, uh, well, uh, that brings us to our final round, the debate round, or Cat Amongst Opinions. <laughs> Thank you to Jeff Clark for that one. Um, <laughs> His presence is fantastic. <laughs> uh, for, uh, for this debate, Hogged on a Feline, uh, would you like to argue the affirmative or the negative? Just before I tell you what it's about. Affirmative. We'll, we'll argue the affirmative. Affirmative. All right. Strongly in this. Great. Well, the, so the topic for debate uh, today is cats. Right. Okay. Yes. So you're going to argue for cats. Yeah. Uh, Kitty Pride, you're going to argue against cats. Against cats. Mm. All right. I feel, <laughs> you've got, I feel like you've got an uphill battle we're already. Uphill. And we've got Andrew for the points. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I'll give you each a chance to talk, to provide a rebuttal, and then a closing statement. Then the audience will decide who made the strongest argument. So, as everybody is aware, uh, some complete psychopath named Schrodinger decided it would be a good idea to imagine putting a cat in a box with a radioactive isotope and then opening it to see if the cat was alive or dead. We, on the affirmative, are firmly on the side of not doing this because cats should always be with us. They're delightful. It's very true. We want to be the isotope in that box with the cats. <laughs> not um, killing it. Not killing it. Just kind of cohabitating um but i say cohabitating in the fact that cats rule supreme uh and we just live to serve them and happy slavery (laughs) all right that's a that's a strong case for cats (laughs) really i mean so many things you could have said and that's 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 what you went with kitty pride what can you say against cats? Do you know, the main thing that strikes me about cats, the word, when I think of cats, I think of the one word, which is inefficiency. <laughs> <laughs> what are cats for, really? They're not doing anything practical as such. I don't know how many times Sylvester tried to catch Tweety Bird, but he didn't succeed in eating him even once, because that's how useless cats are from a utilitarian perspective. Yeah, we're both cat owners, and we're glad we're on the negative team for this one because we've done a lot of research on this kind of thing. There's a lot of uh, results there that show the negative side of cats to us, and um, Tweety and Sylvester is just one example of how bad cats are when it comes to efficiency. Not just efficiency, inefficiency, but they will deliberately try to be inefficient. They will try and knock you over and take what they can get from you. 
Mike Ant recently moved to Dunedin. Because <laughs> I'm halfway through moving to Dunedin. And my Kent is now in Dunedin with the rest of my family. And yet here I am in Christchurch tonight. Still with white cat hair stuck to my jersey. This is because cats make things worse without even trying. They can be hundreds of kilometres away and still be messing you up. Thank you. I hooked on a feline. Right. I'd, I'd firstly like to point out that, as you say, you both own cats, um, and despite being on the negative, you still own cats because you're wrong. Yes. Cats own you. And, 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 that's, and that's a whole part of it. The cats are, are not, they're not plaguing you with, with fur on your, on your jersey, being there, adding warmth. They're trying to help you because you have no fur of your own. And I, I would just like that. to point out that if we're arguing inefficiency, humans aren't that efficient either. I've seen you guys, both of you on your phones, click, 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 click. You really tell me this isn't any different from a cat going bat, bat, bat? You know what? In the future, where we're going to have a robot world and basic income, we're all going to be as lazy as we like too. We'll go and sleep on the carpet in the sunniest spot. The cats are showing us the future. But while we're on the topic of inefficiency, like miniature ponies, those are the inefficient creatures. <laughs> <laughs> like ponies are little horses, and then miniature ponies are little ponies which are little horses. What do you do? You can't ride it. You don't eat it. You can't take its leather. You, you make a tiny violin bow. Okay, it's thank you. Thank creature. you. Thank you, Henry. <laughs> taking an unexpectedly strong position against miniature horses. <laughs> miniature ponies. Oh, sorry, miniature ponies. Uh, even smaller. Uh, Kitty Pride. Uh, yeah, but before we go any further whatsoever, I would just like to say that miniature ponies are a delight. <laughs> <laughs> A delight. They're like a horse, but smaller. Like a pocket, cute version of the horse. That's a pony. <laughs> smaller again, like a Russian nesting doll of horses. <laughs> but cats aside, we talk about inefficiency. This is what uh, Karen was alluding to. Cats are only increasing human inefficiency. How many hours have we lost to YouTube cat videos at this point in time? <laughs> the collected man years of people watching that thing on a Roomba, just going around. <laughs> around. Again, I like the one with the shark. And and that's just the recent things that cats have done. Like, cats have been living with people for thousands upon thousands of years back into prehistory, and think of all the damage they've done. Have they cured even one disease? And it's not like we we didn't get to choose to domesticate them. They decided they were going to come and live with us. There's no question, cats. Like, we didn't get to answer that. The cats just came along. It's more like cats, ellipsis, and bang. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, strong punctuation-based... Rebuttal. Okay, uh, I would like to hear closing statements from each team and then we'll pull it to the audience. When Brendan asks you, cats yes or cats no, you know what's in your heart. A little furry thing with little toe beads. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) There's a reason we describe something terrible as a catastrophe. Ladies and gentlemen, this brings us almost to the end of our pony episode of No Degree. Uh, uh, so I put it to you, audience, please applaud for uh, the side that made the stronger case. Do you think cats, yes? Oh! That's one, two claps. Do you think cats, no? Wow. There you have it. That's 40 why minutes. We stacked the audience with dog people. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly did the wrong episode. 
and miniature pony lovers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next. I still don't get them. <laughs> next month, the dog and pony show. <laughs> oh, I'm unavailable, Brendan, for that show. <laughs> um, all right, uh, so that just about brings us to the end of the show. I just want to say a shout out to our audience who, by coming here, are supporting the uh, supporting Cat Rescue Christchurch uh, because all of our. All of our... <laughs> Despite their hatred for cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what are the final scores? Well, Brendan, I have tabulated the scores. Hooked on a feline are on 18 points. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, we can do it. Uh, Kitty Pride are on 35 points. Um, The audience, for being dead wrong, are on negative 1,000 points. (laughs) And cats are the winner on one million points. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Good night.